Welcome, 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 my fellow patriots to First Team America Patriot Network by Patriots for Patriots. As we say, across all sides of the aisle and from all walks of life around the world, not just limited to America anymore. We're witnessing the huge effort in Canada for freedom. This is much greater than anything. This is, this is akin to a revolution at this point. And it's a revolution against technocrats, elitist authoritarians who have decided of what they want to put into your body against your will. That's basically what we are fighting at this point globally is in a very elite, protected elite who have pillars of power and the network that of which they're organizing all of this is not without being captured or monitored by our own intel agencies. The ability to coordinate the responses pre-buy the kits, the, the medical kits and supplies before the virus was even released shows that there has been a conspiracy against the people of the world. We're talking crimes against humanity. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is fact. This is not a desire for anything other than to be free from the clutches of those who would think that they can best manage us. And part of their plan, if you read their readings and look at their monuments they built, like the Georgia Guidestones, and listen to them talk about depopulation and all kinds of other bugs and lab-grown meat, and we won't, we'll be very happy not owning any property because it's all theirs anyway. It's very disturbing the level at which these individuals, these, the, and they're not that smart. They're really not. But they rely upon how does how do these people get power? Well, first they've been born into money. They've they've organized uh, so much so that the average person has no idea, and you should not waste your time trying to explain it to them. None of that stuff needs to be explained. They're basically there's going to be people you're just going to have to forget and move on. Very apathetic people. You know, part of uh, what I was just posting on my Getter account is that those pictures that you see of the Holocaust, the Jews in the concentration camps, at any time they could have outnumbered the guards and got some bit of freedom. I don't know for how long. I don't know for, and yes, there would have been a few uh, of the camp people that were killed, but they would have had a chance to overpower guards, take guns, and fight to kill some Nazis in the process. Whether or not they would be free forever is immaterial. At the point, they have to show, they should, they needed to show some resistance. I think if history would repeat again, which we're quickly following history at this, this point, except here in the States, we're much better armed than any of the Jews were, and I doubt we'll go so easy. Hence why I think uh, part of my spidey senses tell me this isn't the only uh, bioweapon they may be dropping upon us here to try to get our uh, lack of desire to resist. You know, it's, it's awful strange. I, I really enjoy life, but, you know, we cannot be distracted from what's in front of our face, which is ungodly. It's immoral. It's sinful what is happening, especially in Canada, and what has happened in January 6th with a big old false flag 
and people being held against their will without due process. Meanwhile, a whole summer of hate and damages and murder and mayhem, and very few were processed or, or arrested and, and incarcerated for those crimes. See, what the difference will be if shit does hit the, hit the fan, and when shit hits the fan, it's not going to be pretty. I just was watching last night the uh, really good uh, interviews that uh, Oliver Stone did with uh, Putin, and they're very, very eye-opening. Of course, both sides are cunning, meaning the interviewer Stone is obviously CIA. He works for Hollywood. There's no doubt he's got ties. Uh, he did a very good job of interviewing, and Putin is... <laughs> He's got, he's very smart. He knows what he wants to accomplish in the interview. He knows what, when things are being turned against him to make Russia appear like they're the constant aggressor. Um, and he's brought up numerous examples. And uh, in some of his comments, tried to awaken the people of the United States of, of uh, uh, what is going on. And I, it's, it's unique to see that, whether or not um, those examples are specific in which um, I can easily recall, which they're not, I do think the biggest premise of what Putin was saying is that the United States is sliding toward an elite hell, basically, as to what I gathered uh, on that, that this constant effort for wars is not good for America. And I totally agree with that. I think for the longest time, just like uh, people are getting ratcheted up to for this Ukraine thing, this is about a pipeline and it's about some elitist motherfuckers that don't care about your sons or daughters or my kids and wants to send them off to fight wars that have no value to the, to the, to the world. The only value they have is to enrich themselves in more power. But anyway, I do encourage you, watch the Putin interviews with, with Oliver Stone. Uh, I watched parts three and four. It was pretty riveting. you got to stay along. It's got subtitles. But um, what actually keeps my interest going on in, in that is that um, when I interviewed Mike McCormick, the presidential st stenographer for three presidential administrations, Mike was on the ground during Biden's efforts at trying to uh, bluff Putin, who knew that Biden was a pedophile, that he was weak, that he was predictable, that he was not strong, he was corrupt, and therefore Putin knew how to deal with him. And still does. He's making the U.S. look very, very disorganized. Uh, I got into a great conversation with a buddy of mine who had mentioned that, you know, the U.S. had to do something because we wouldn't keep our, um, oh, what's uh, our persona, if you will. That wasn't his exact words, but it, I always love having these conversations. And I can see the point of which he was making. And I understand that point. However, I don't agree with it. But that's that's the best part of, of, of dialogue is that we have to keep dialogue on. And we had a great conversation on it. I don't believe it's us. And I don't think that we have to go back up these evil, um, um, corrupted people who are trying to lead the U.S. into a war in other nations. We don't have to back up anything they do. We should say no war. And that's my thoughts on this. No war. If you recall, Biden and um Obama, through with Victor, uh, whatever her new land name is, the Ukraine, former Ukraine ambassador, wherever they're dropping eight billion to stir up all that shit in the war that started uh, to overthrow the the purportedly lawful leader of the Ukraine till the U.S. decided they wanted regime change. 
right on Russia's doorstep. See, it's a little bit different. If you recall, many of you weren't born then, and and, and uh, I think I was just born when all this stuff went down or just after the Cuban Missile Crisis, and Russia was on our doorstep in Cuba putting ballistic missiles there. And that was a, a big point for the United States and for Russia. And yet here we go. We've had NATO in, in, um, getting closer and closer to Russia's doorstep constantly, constantly. And our tax dollars are going to fund that fucking organization, which is wasteful. And we spend $800 billion plus a year. And Putin mentioned in that, which was very interesting to hear. He said, your country's spending way more than that. And he said, you know, of course, I don't believe what Russia's spending at all. Uh, you know, of course, he's going to have to roll out his propaganda as well. But we spend way too much on war, and we have nothing to show for it. And um, anyway, the, the, the constant discussion with U Ukraine, uh, I, I don't even focus on that at this point. I am more concerned with the Canadians being brutalized by their so-called public servants um, for the for a little bitch tyrant. And Trudeau, you're a little bitch, femboy, soy boy tyrant. You don't know what hardship is like. And when this can of worms is opened up, which you seem uh, uh, focused to do, you'll be able to hide in that bunker while hell rages above you. But, that, you know, that's the worst part that I'm saying. When I saw the pictures of Maidan and Solvad and various other uh, uprisings, this kind of shit ain't pretty. And... Knowing what we're dealing with is that we've got people trying to goad us into uh, into these wars and distract us and then wanting us to give up rights and have to carry a travel card that says I've taken this medical poison uh, to satisfy the elites who, who created this fucking thing and then dropped it on the world. I don't believe in that. There's no fucking way I'm taking that shot. And you'll, you can give me the shot once, once I'm fucking dead. But many people feel the same way I do. You're not going to fucking rape us with that fucking needle. And we don't trust what is going on. So brings us to the point. You know, I just watched another video of the Ottawa police, which I had traveled up there many times attending shows back in the early 2000s. And they seemed really good. But I guess you are. everybody is starting to see that that warm, fuzzy feeling we once had and talked about that uh, the cops will be on our side if, if unlawful orders are given is total bullshit. And it's throughout the department. Yes, there are a few good ones that will not do it, but what we've seen in Ottawa, the majority will. And while there are those who luckily, who, who have spoken out, they are the rarity of the, in the minority. In fact, I guarantee you there are many that are hearing these unlawful orders and attempts to scare the hell out of Canadians, which they attempted to do by riding 2,000-pound horses over a lady with a mobility scooter and then accuse her of throwing it under the horse. Appalling. Absolutely appalling that this level of, of uh, abuse. And just know... That none of the violence in Ottawa started until the police showed up with orders to fuck people up. And that's exactly why that police chief was put in power. Here's what I say to you listening tonight. If you're up in Canada. Go protest at that chief of police's house and the other bastards that were laughing about the force being used against the people of Canada. The unlawful force being used against the people of Canada. 
organize protests around their families, their homes, peacefully. But they must be made to understand, you live in this community, you need to be a good community member. This ain't the fucking cartoons. Who remembers those cartoons between, was it the Roadrunner and uh, the Coyote where they punch in their time clocks and then start battling and at the end of the day punch out and walk home together or go go to their own separate ways? That's not fucking happening in this kind of unrest that's being sown uh, against the people. That shit, it, it it will not happen. I, and we need to pray for for uh, wisdom and uh, strength and intestinal fortitude amongst the cops to say, I will not drive a fucking 2,000-pound animal over the citizens. They hadn't done a thing. The fact that the police or, or their tyrant bitch wants to clear the streets, the citizens have a right to protest their grievances according to every document of or charter of rights in Canada. Despite the fact that he wants them to go back and leave him alone, the violence started when the police hit the streets and the violence is still happening. You just watched the video, ladies trying to get coffee and the cops violently slapped her phone because she's recording them and rightfully so she should be scared. Because when you realize the power of abuse behind a badge, especially with what happened January 6th in the U.S., and keeping people without due process illegally and abusing them psychologically, that's not going to go over well. I, I, I just can't get this. Does everybody seem to forget how many people voted for Trump? And I'm not saying, and again, I, I like Trump, but I don't trust Trump. I don't think he was best for us. But he was much better than the other choices we had. I understand what I'm saying there. I don't worship the guy. And uh, I don't I don't want him to run again because he kept a lot of cruddy swamp creatures in place so nothing got done in areas of justice. That Justice Department should be fair, equitable, and transparent. And child pedophile crimes should be followed up immediately rather than a laptop sitting in a dusty office to protect politics. Many people, like myself, as I've traveled around the U.S. in the past month and a half, or actually past year, are fed up with this bullshit. Fed up that we will never be offensively violent, but if violence is brought to our door, you better watch the fuck out. People are just not going to play the game anymore. And that's what I mean about the police. You've got to pick the side of the people. If you don't, when this shit kicks off, you it's not going to work out well. And and probably rightfully so. And again, I am not I am not calling for violence. I'm calling for peace. I'm calling out the violence by the state. This is what this podcast is about. I'm calling out the foolish effort to try to put fear into the people. Have you fuckers not forgotten how countries were made and lost? <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, back to my point about the numbers. People, we have the fucking numbers. We could swarm everybody standing in our way like fucking ants. And no amount of projectiles could stop that swarm intent on righting the wrongs. In the same way with the Jews in the camps, had they swarmed, there's not much that could have stopped them. Would they? Would a few have been killed? Absolutely. That's just the price you pay. But understand, too, what's happening now. Soon our very founding fathers of this country will be called terrorists. And anybody who reads those writings and supports those writings will be called terrorists because it threatens the power base of the powers that be right now. 
understand that they're going to use the banks and try to take your 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 money, try to chump up charge trump up charges and charge you with insurrection, sedition, and none of that stuff is honest and noble. And it's even worse when we have the courts that won't rule on matters uh, when citizens' rights have been violated by the state. That's the worst part. We have been infiltrated by a global cabal who put their minions in place to destabilize what this country was made uh, for and have undermined its base. And I think part of the reasoning of that is they have to weaken us to make us want to be part of a one world system. And that's not going to work for a lot of people here. That goes against what was founded. We'd be giving up the gift of liberty and living under a unaccountable, unelected, as if you would trust the elections ever again, few who decide who lives and who dies. And how would you ever give up your freedom at this point without fighting for it? So here's my point. Uh, Hear me out. Fighting for your freedom is lawful. Fighting for your right to life and not to be raped by needle Nazis is lawful. It is not offensive violence. It is violence that meets the violence that is brought to your doorstep or to your community. And at that point, it is no longer, and I've been studying this hard and and weighing this against scripture uh, to make sure that I'm not telling you wrong things because I don't want to tell you wrong things. And again, I'm not goading anybody to violence because once you get there, it is going to be awful. I'm sensing that we have public safety departments that are being told to try to scare people. I don't think people like myself are going to be scared much. And the the repercussions of continually trying to use force. And then I don't, and and based upon what we saw January 6th, does anybody even think that you want to be, let's just put it bluntly, taken alive to go sit in a hellhole and be fucked with psychologically? I mean, what are the alternatives at that point? And fight like hell. You know, the, the, the thing that needs to happen, again, I am, a, I am pro-U.S., I'm pro-constitutional, uncorrupt government. I am not pro-corrupt government. And every time the media tries to malign people who say, I'm against this, they try to say they're anti-government. If anything, fuck no. We are pro-government. We are pro-constitutional government that was this country was based on. And it is our job to keep it that way. It's our job to make sure that this country doesn't fall under a one-world government. It's our job to make sure that people have rights and are not being held against their will and are not being held as political prisoners. It's our job to make sure that the streets are safe. What we've done and what we've built, that's why the founders didn't want a standing military, because they knew soon that military would be used against the people. People, you are the militia your government does not want you to know about. Every motherfucker that is a citizen of this country is a militia member, whether you want to fulfill it or not. Militia is not a bad word. Call it neighborhood watch. You guys are all responsible for your neighborhoods and your country. And it is your duty to protect the gift that you were born into. And it is your duty to make sure that there is law and order, that there are no, there is no murder and mayhem in the communities. It is our job to make sure that we are the, the ones that hold unlawful people, corrupt individuals accountable for courts, 
And if those judges are corrupted, they too should face judgment. What we're seeing right now is you're being told a whole bunch of shit that doesn't jive with the way our government was formed, the way our government is, is uh, and the laws that were set up. Yes, some laws have been bastardized to give uh, the state immunity from certain things, and that only goads them into trying even more emergency use authorizations. Emergency use authorizations that suspend your constitutional rights are unlawful. They are unlawful, and you have no duty to obey it. You have no duty to obey unlawful, unconstitutional orders, and you have full ability to resist unlawful arrest. At that point, if they're working on an unlawful uh, order or authority, it's not a lawful one. You can't be arrested for that. I think we're getting to that point, unfortunately, and, and God, you know, keep praying for, for wisdom and courage. I'm not saying pray for peace. I refuse to say that anymore because at that point, people need to get involved and make sure we we uh, hold those corrupt individuals accountable for what they've done here. And we have been permeated with these from local, state, and federal uh, uh, politicians and agencies that are more than willing to use the taxpayer-funded police force and beat people or kill people to keep power. And at that point, you've transitioned from a government of which the people gave you consent to which the people removed consent. And at that point, the gloves come off. That needs to be understood by both sides, the corrupt and the people. Freedom is taken. It is not, you can't obedient your way to freedom. You can't obedient your way to liberty. You have to take that motherfucker. And you've got to hold it and protect it. And we haven't done a good job of protecting it. We've been fooled by a bunch of fake-ass conservatives, Democrats, Democrats, more than anything, that are uh, pro-murdering of the pre-born, the unborn, and even taking it to try to euthanize old people and declare their value as nothing so they should be killed or exterminated. Eugenics hasn't ended since World War II. It's, been, it's continually going. I don't mean to say this gloom and doom, but you're big boys and big girls. You need to see this. You can't be, you can't be turning your head away from this pivotal moment, and you need to stay aware, prepare, store food, get cash. At some point in time, you're probably going to pull your money out of the banks. Watching what they're trying to do to the protesters in Canada who protested peacefully, trying to cast castigate and separate them from being able to hold a job or have money and pay rent? That shit ain't going to go over well. Let me tell you why. This is so frustrating that we're talking about these things rather than how do we make this country better. But, but let me turn this around. We are going to make this country better. By approaching these topics right now, you've got to, just like an alcoholic needs to know, you're a fucking alcoholic. Stop drinking. We're dealing with people drunk with power. It's kind of like a a drunk-ass husband or wife that beats their spouse. And the spouse keeps making excuses because they just want to keep things together and keep some type of odd normalcy. And I think Americans are at that point right now where we've been continually fucking abused by a bunch of power-drunk bastards. And now they're reaching for the fucking finish line on really trying to tie us up. And people are finally waking up. 
and it requires participation. But here's the best thing. Understanding that it only took 3% of the population to defeat the greatest world, the world's greatest military when we won this from England. Yes, we had help from France. And I guarantee you we'll have help from other nations in fighting these elite bastards who are global. These elite bastards are in every country, every, every government. They're demonic. They take glee in killing and watching people suffer and all kinds of other demonic activities. If you don't have a spiritual side to understand the spiritual war we're in, I don't know how to help you. But if you're awake, say I am. I think the biggest worry that many have is that there's so many resources of this world and those resources are constricted by the elite at the top. And now we're hearing rumblings that, uh, you know, they're going to try to close off food, uh, try to maybe have a cyber attack on the power grid. That's really going to be an interesting thing. So based on that, with any type of, of power grid issues, you need to be prepared to not have a cell phone, not be able to have communication. You need to have CB radios, uh, little Baofeng radios. And at that point in time, who gives a fuck what the FCC, FCC wants as far as you working or using the channels? At that point, it's grid down. There probably won't be repeaters up. You'll be relying on ham radio, um, CB radios, walkie-talkies, church bells. Gosh, think about all the ways the uh, colonists had to communicate with church bells and horseback riders and smoke signals and and, uh, all kinds of other things to alert your neighbors of of upcoming danger. But remember that as, as grave as the situation seems, we outnumber them. 90 million patriots are huge fucking army so keep stacking keep storing food get ready to put your gardens in but enjoy this life please enjoy the life don't make rash decisions don't take offensive action you'll know when it's time to fight when the shit's brought to your door or your community you know that uh, our job as patriots is to ensure that law and order happens but you're not to you're not to allow the brutality to, to occur in front of your eyes without fighting back. Um, there was a good soccer video posted together that showed a, a streaker running across the field with the sign, and he got tackled by the cops, and he was, he was going to go. But suddenly, one cop decided to take out his nightstick, and I think this was somewhere down in Latin America. He decides to take out his nightstick and, and give this guy a few in his ribs or his head uh, while, they, while he's being held down, and one of the soccer players ran over and kicked the cops holding the guy down, suddenly people come out of the stands like fucking ants and start beating these cops senseless, knocking a few out and chasing others into the uh, uh, underneath the stadium. Again, I'm not saying, I'm not calling for violence. I'm saying you have to resist violence. And sometimes the only way to resist violence is to be violent back, twice the rate. And I don't want to see anybody hurt, but I don't want to see people. I don't want to see the state using 2000 pound horses to drive over disabled people. I think we are at a level of wit in which reasonable people are getting fired up watching brute brutality by our public servants, by our governments against the people who are saying we will not accept 
medical experiments being foisted upon us, we will not accept having travel documents that satisfy your desire to rape us with needles and concoctions of which you we have no lawful process to seek compensation for any damages or death that occurs as a result of this medical poison. And we want those motherfuckers who created this bioweapon and dropped it to be held accountable. You could bet your ass if shit does hit the fan. Fauci's got a short lifespan if he's outside the bunker. Uh, that that guy and, and those who work with him for, for China uh, to create this thing, I don't know how they can live with themselves at this point. But regardless, um, you know, it's kind of like a Stephen King novel. I think I'll probably end up writing a book. I know I'm writing a lot of songs on this shit because at the end of the day, we just want law and order. We want it just as just described, fair, equitable. We want those at the top who have made done crimes like Clapper, Brennan, Comey, Hillary, and countless others to face the charges that ordinary people are, are receiving. You can't have two, two forms of justice for too long before people start saying, you know what? I'm not playing in this charade. So here's to where the other last part, I'm not going to hold you too long. They only have power as long as we consent to be governed by them. They only have power as long as we're willing to play the game. They only have power as long as people keep showing up to work and doing the jobs that keep this country running. One of the things that needs to occur in this newest uh, trucker uh, convoy, and God bless our truckers and hard workers, they need a union, is I would say the best thing they could do is drive up near D.C., block the access roads before D.C., Virginia, Maryland. And if I were them, I'd shut the trucks off right there for, how long was the siege at Benghazi? Almost 48 hours. I'd do it for 48 hours and say we're doing this for Benghazi and the corruption that occurred with allowing an ambassador to be killed. And then after 48 hours, I would say, if, if I was a leader of the convoy, I would say, everybody go home. And all those truckers, don't drive for two weeks. I know that you, you need the pay, you need the money. Don't drive to D.C., New York City, Chicago, or any other big liberal city. Only take loads to smaller areas. And all of the little delivery drivers need to get in on this. Nobody delivers shit to D.C. for two weeks, especially if for the federal agents or fed, the feds or, the, or uh, any U.S. government entity. And don't deliver squat. Two weeks. What do you think will happen after two weeks? This is 21st century siege mentality, but it's the, it's the thing. If you recall some of my other episodes, to me, it was, it was eye-awakening to see that the people still control Barter Town, despite what the elite want us to think. And what, does I mean, what do I mean by that? Well, Ottawa's blocked for two weeks. That capital was shut down. It was blocked for two weeks. It was peaceful. They fed the homeless. Kids were playing in the street. There was no violence until the thugs, cops showed up. 
But anyway, what happens after two weeks? Well, the, the amount of crime in D.C. is astronomical anyway. People are going to get hungry. We think food ain't going to be stocked up. They're going to start running around looting. Is the mayor going to keep her mask mandate on the looters? You know, she was all in favor of them destroying the White House and all the other things when Trump was in place and they were burning shit down and attacking the White House. That was an insurrection. I have friends that worked up there. It was violent. What if they had crossed the fence? Well, that's what they wanted. They wanted they wanted a couple martyrs to get shot on the White House grounds and blame Trump for it. But if the truckers and the small delivery guys just said for two weeks we are not delivering shit to Chicago, DC, New York City, LA, uh, any other liberal shithole and keep it that way, man. That would really light a fucking fire for these corrupt bastards. And that's the power that the people have. They depend on us to keep stuff running. Think about that. Love one another. Love your family. Love your friends. Help your neighbors. Because we're probably going to be reaching a time where they're going to try to shut the power grid off everybody and scare everybody. And then say, we got to have everybody's weapons and everybody needs to leave your farms and come to the city. And that's when, you know, that's too late by then to try to fight back. So I would say right now, and again, if you've been listening, I don't want my words construed. I'm not saying people to be violent. I'm not saying people take any offensive action. I would never say that. But I do say there comes time when you got to punch that bully right in his fucking face. And now is that time. And when he comes in and he wants to start throwing women around the streets and and kicking people and punching women and and running over people with horses. You got to punch that bunny, that bully right in his fucking face. So let that sink in. We need to allow people to protest. Remember, you live in the same communities of which in which you're attacking the people of that community if you're beating people up unlawfully. People have a right to address the grievances with a corrupted government. Just because you've been given an order doesn't mean that we're going to say, oh, that's okay. I know it's a terrible order. If you're out there fucking citizens up, I would not expect fair quarter or fair treatment. And hopefully you won't. That's the other part. Listen, it's a tough job. We we are pro-law enforcement, but we're not pro-brutality. We're not pro abuse citizens for a check and then laugh about as we share, swap fucking stories online saying how save us some for the next shift. Nah, people need to go to your doorstep if you're one of those individuals and they need to protest your ass at your house and remind you that we know you live in this community and if shit gets worse, it's not good. Right now, the cops, if you're getting unlawful orders to brutalize the citizens, try to put the fear of God into them by running farm animals over them, that shit might have worked in Canada, but I know there's a lot of patriots here in the U.S. aren't going to allow that to happen. And God forbid, please be peaceful. If, you, if you're wearing that badge and you're getting unlawful orders, get it out to the media. People don't, unless it's BLM or Antifa, these people who are protesting for freedom aren't tearing shit up unless they've got federal agents like the FBI and they're trying to uh, get them to kidnap a governor and do all kinds of damaging shit uh, or get, break into the Capitol. Um, 
anyway, listen, people, I pray for you and your families. I pray for our country and that we this country was founded in, in divine inspiration given to our founders. We've been blessed for so long, and we just got to fight to keep it. And as Jefferson said, that tree of liberty should be refreshed with the blood of patriots and tyrants from time to time. And maybe we're in that time. I think the biggest challenge we have to look at is that we possibly are in that time, and we can't walk away from it. We've got to stand even firmer. And then once we set this government straight, then we go after the Soros, the Schwabs, and all the other global demonic elitists who travel around the world and sow violence and mayhem for personal gain. And We need to grab their asses the next time they're in the U.S., make a citizen's arrest, uh, and and hold them accountable. Anyway, listen, I'm going to let you go. We'll keep plugging away here. Be peaceful. Be strong. Hold the line. Hold the line. And stay firm. Stay in prayer and be prepared. Train, train, train. Peace out. This is First Team America Patriot Broadcast. Patriot Network by Patriots for Patriots across all sides of the aisle from all walks of life. God bless.